So we are officially on podcast episode 10. I am your host, Malcriada. And in case you haven't noticed, this isn't your traditional podcast where you tune in, we talk for half an hour, an hour, an hour and a half about a specific thing or topic or set of topics. This isn't that kind of podcast. This isn't that kind of show. This is more of a comedy club style podcast. What does that mean? So ever been to a comedy club? You go in, you have a few drinks, you listen to someone talk for 10, 15 minutes, then they're done. Next person's up. They talk for another 10 to 15 minutes. They're done. Next person's up. This is more of that kind of podcast where we're going to talk for about 10 to 15 minutes. Hopefully it things funny. Hopefully get you to laugh a few times. Whether you agree and are laughing or laughing because you think it's stupid. Whatever it is, as long as we're making you laugh, that's what matters. Como esto no es un podcast tradicional cuando hay es alguien hablar como por una hora, hora y media. Esto es más como un, cuando vas a un club de comedia, un club de, de esos variety, como se dice en inglés. El podcast como lo estamos haciendo nosotros es, es más en ese estilo, donde vamos a hablar como unos 10, 15 minutos por ahí y te ríes, ojalá, o también dices, oye, qué pendeja, qué, no, qué chingado está pensando esta cabrona, lo que sea. Después de tus 10, 15 minutos, ya síguele a lo que quieres. Si quieres oír otro chiste, ándale. Si quieres oír música, síguele. Si quieres ver telenovelas, pues ahí están también. Lo que tú quieres, ahí está. Quería explicar eso un poco porque como es nuestro episodio número 10, quería dar un poco más información sobre el estilo de cómo vamos a seguir este season de podcasts. So in the last podcast, I talked about La Reina del Sur and El Señor de los Cielos, and I told you guys that I would probably talk about something real in this podcast. This series is called The Pandemic Series because I'm discussing how I'm dealing with the pandemic. That is why it's called Pandemic 2020. So with that, let's get back to some pandemic facts, because the last time we talked about pandemic facts, I think it was... Whew, I can't even remember how many episodes ago, but I know last time we talked about the pandemic, the L.A. County population had reached a 1% infection rate. As of last Friday, the 22nd, 2% of the L.A. County population is COVID-19 positive. And I know that sounds bad. You're like, fuck, it's doubled. It sounds bad, but it's actually not that bad because hospitalization rates have not been as low as they are since April 7th. So if you've been watching the news or reading the news or following it on social media, however the fuck you get it, if you look at shit that just came out from like KTLA, according to them, we have had the most hospitalizations in LA County thus far. That's, that's right. As of last week, we had... 1,247 people hospitalized because of COVID-19. I know what you're thinking. Holy shit. You're telling me this is the highest? What about on, on July 18th when there were 2,232 people? Over 1,000 people more hospitalized with it. I apparently can't do math. Can you? Because I guess in today's world... 1,247 is more than 2,232. That is new fucking news to me. See, to me, real news would be something like, I don't know, how about saying this? 
This is the lowest number of hospitalization rates since April 7th in L.A. County. The week of April 7th, there were a total of 1,251 people hospitalized. Now, if you can do basic math or understand numbers, 1,247 is less than 1,251. I know, that's fucking crazy. We're actually doing better, right? Maybe this whole wearing a face mask thing is helping people not end up in the hospital. Fucking crazy thought. I know, I know. So keep wearing your masks, keep doing that stuff, and who knows, maybe we'll be done with this soon. Someone asked me, why did you want to start AMX? And aside from there's a whole welcome track about it. The end result is I am sick and tired of hearing other people, sick and tired of them saying shit like, this is the worst week ever for hospitalizations, even though it's technically the best week in the last four and a half months. Now, am I saying everything I'm saying is right? Absolutely fucking not. Of course not. I would just like to hear not a white or black person say it for once. As a Latina, I'd like to hear more of our voices. I'd like to see more of our people. I was reading something that Kate Del Castillo wrote about how she feels like Hollywood discriminated against her in the role for the Queen of the South, where they picked a browner Teresa Mendoza than her. And they're like, you know, Mexicans can be light skinned too. Yeah, dude, that's true. But have you guys ever thought that maybe in your Mexican telenovelas, maybe you guys should put some fucking darker people in that? Because I got to tell you, I'm watching a lot of them. And holy fuck, dude, you guys make it seem like everyone in Mexico is like light skinned and light eyed and like all this shit. And don't get me wrong. I like I lie they're cute. My nephews have blue eyes. My grandma has blue eyes. I have brown eyes. I have brown skin. My grandma has blonde hair. My mom had curly brown hair. You know, we come in all different colors and shit. I am sick and tired of it being, you gotta be either really light or really dark to matter. What about us in the fucking middle? Where are our voices? Where are our people on fucking TV? These telenovelas, they just show a lot of like light-skinned people in Latino America, you know, not just in Mexico, but in like Latin culture too, in like Central America. They're displaying a lot of the lighter-skinned people. And the darker ones that they do show are usually in a position where they're in some kind of servitude, where they're either el guardia del patron, una sirvienta, something like that. You know what I mean? They're never like the main dude in charge. So how can you say you want Hollywood to show more Mexicans in a different light when fucking Mexico doesn't show more Mexicans in a different fucking light? You know, like it's kind of fucking ridiculous. And again, I really love the show. I really love the show. I love her acting. And I love the fact that she actually speaks Spanish like a Mexican. You know what I mean? Like after starting with Gentified and that bullshit, finding La Reina del Sur was like a godsend because it reminded me I speak Mexican Spanish and I love it. And it reminded me of all the weird shit I didn't know about. Like Tia and Tio in Spain is like dude and chick. Like that's fucking weird. Informational. Oh, fucking weird. Pasta means money to them. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, it's just weird shit. Like, that's why I enjoyed it so much. It reminded me of Mexican culture. It's something to appreciate on its own. So, I watched La Reina del Sol, and that's when I realized it's it's not just a 
a telenovela. It's not just a, a thing about narcos and, and this and that. It actually has information that you can use. Teaches you about the Spanish culture, teaches you about the Spanish derogatory terms that they have for Mexicans so that when someone's trying to insult you in Castellano or Espanol or whatever the fuck you want to call it, you know that when they're calling you a sudaca, that it's a bad fucking thing. It is. And if I wouldn't have watched La Reina del Sur, how would I know when I'm being insulted in Spanish, huh? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So that was the other interesting thing, right? So I posted a little thing on my last week rant about how I learned about Castellano and this and that. And, you know, it's very funny to see like people being like, how can you say that that's a that's a good show to watch? Don't you realize that it just glorifies Los Narcos, que es, es pura glorificación de Los Narcos? I'm sorry, did you not watch La Reina del Sur too? Did you not see they kidnapped her fucking daughter? They like brainwashed the child there were so many bad things that happened that I wouldn't necessarily take it as glorification as more of a warning kind of thing. You know what I mean? I take it more of like a beware kind of a show. Like, beware. Si te metas con los narcos, te van a quitar los niños. Si te quitan los niños, te los pueden vender. Si te venden los niños, pues la verdad es que los niños que, que se les vende pasan unas cosas horribles. That's what I take away from the show. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see how that glorifies La Vida de los Narcos, ustedes? For real. So everyone who's getting all like, oh, you should stop talking about that and, and telling people to watch it. Please stop. You just don't understand. This is not a good thing to say. No, you don't understand. I don't give a fuck what you think. It's a good show. It's not just entertaining. It teaches you something, too. And you've just got to stick up your ass that you need to pull out of it, bro. That's all it is. So you want to go and boycott a show and talk shit about it and all do this. Why don't you start with the Kardashians? Have we all forgotten the fact that Kim Kardashian became famous after sucking Ray J's dick? Then her mom spun it around, turned it into a positive, And now we have the Kardashians. You know what I mean? Like, let's cut the bullshit, bro. Like, you guys want to talk about some shit. How about we don't start with the nauticals? How about we start with the bullshit that actually affects the behavior of everyone on a daily basis that goes out and thinks that if they shake their ass, they're going to become famous? I mean, what the fuck do I know, though? Someone's going to hear this and go, you're just fucking hating on Kim Kardashian because you're fat and she's skinny and she's married to Kanye West. I'm not hating if you just heard what I said. I applaud her for turning it around. She took a horrible video about her doing something and her and her mom turned it into an absolute positive, fantastic dynasty where they took in a shit ton of money and made all of you suckers believe that she never did it, even though the video's there. Let's just not look at that and look at all of this. And it's genius. She was genius. She's a genius marketer. She's turned it around, not just for herself, but she, her entire family is thriving from that. So it's it's amazing what she did. Not something to be dismissed. And if you want to talk shit, Let's keep going because there's there's like some mafia doll show or some mafia housewives show or some bullshit like that. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but that one exists too. So if you want to talk shit about the few Mexican shows, yes, they're not gold related, but they're very good and informational, educational. Maybe you should go talk shit about the American shows first. 
Let's get rid of some of those, bring back some quality television, and then we can deal with the entertaining Mexican shit. Because as far as I'm concerned, all of that stuff is doing is just giving you a warning into a life that you don't necessarily want to get involved with. Do you really want to see your parents shot? Do you really want to hear about your parents being shot? As a kid who's had a parent shot, left for dead, in a coma for months, and was told that I was never going to see him again. I actually want to see more shows about narcos. I want to see more shows about other kids who had fucked up families and whose parents sold drugs and who also had horrible shit happen to them. You know why? Because it's not a glorification. It's just simply, it's simply a life lesson. And it's a life lesson that people take into account. Do you want to be like your parents? No. Then don't do that. It's a really simple lesson. I'm not going to stop saying that La Reina del Sur is a good show. And in fact, I'm going to go even further and say El Señor de los Cielos is a good show too, which everyone should check out. And I know I'm not talking about El Señor de los Cielos, God. I mean El Señor de los Cielos, the telenovela with Rafael Amaya, who is so fucking hot. And I got to I gotta ask, because this, is, this has just been driving me crazy since I've been watching this novella. Dude is fine. Like, he is fucking fine. But why is it that every time they're getting to the scenes where they're, like, going to hook up, they show, like, the chick and this is nah, but they, like, they cut away from him. Like, has the demographic of, of telenovelas changed? Is it no longer females? Is telenovelas now a thing for the stay-at-home man? Is that what this is? I remember older novelas like Marimar, Maria del Barrio, and they always they always did show it. Every time it got to like the hot guy taking off his shirt, they would never cut away from that. They would show it, you know, they'd show it nice and slow, show him taking it off, the abs, all that good stuff, you know. It was awesome. And that's kind of what I was expecting here, because if you've ever seen a picture of this this guy, he is fucking hot. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, who are these telenovelas made for nowadays? Is it made for the guy? Is that why they're only showing the chick? Is that the new demographic? Or is it still the chick? And if it's still a chick demographic, then why aren't you showing the fucking hot guy, dude? Like, come on. You know, I had to wait six seasons before I could see this motherfucker's abs in the show. So what the fuck, man? What the fuck is going on, Telemundo? What the fuck? Once you get to a certain point in season four, like the writers of this thing, they're just fucking horny, man. You could tell like these dudes haven't got laid in a long time or some shit because they keep writing about these people fucking, which means they're clearly not getting some. I mean, what other explanation could there be? So, you know, now I'm finally into season six, episode something of El Señor de los Cielos. And it's finally back to action again. Like it's finally, it's finally the story has come back together. You know, you've got people from the original seasons before the writers se calentaron y no podían, no podían aguantarse a poner un chingo de sexo ahí, you know. So the story has finally got back an actual good story with actual good scenes of wide angle shots so you can see shit. And not just a zoom in version of the face of people talking with the exception of zooming out when a chick is becoming undressed and then zooming back in when the dude is taking his clothes off. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? So with all of your free time and all of your listening to rules and staying home and protecting yourself from the covid, do yourself a favor. Go catch up on some telenovelas. Go get addicted to Telemundo. Because I know I am. And I don't know what I'm going to do when I have to go back to work because like not being able to watch telenovelas all day, it's just going to, it's going to, it's going to kill me. It's going to kill me. I can already feel it. I feel like I'm going to have like major withdrawals, like be like slapping my skin, trying to figure out like, oh shit, I can't, I can't, I need it. I need that. that. 
I need that Telemundo. I need it. Let me feel my like my jaw moving, you know, grinding, you know, like we do some coke. You've been on one for a while and you're like, you got your teeth, you've going, you're like, just need it. I just need it. I just need some more. That's how I feel about Telemundo and these novelas. And it's it's not good. It's not good. Like I find it very hard to step away from the TV and get shit done. You could tell because I haven't been posting these podcasts every week like I'm supposed to, especially because you get sponsors and then people want shit out of you and they expect you to post stuff. And how are you supposed to do that when you're stuck on Telemundo? I don't know. I don't I just I can't figure it out. Today, I actually managed to get away from the TV and I went into the office for a few hours. And at first I was like, man, I was like, fuck, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I just need it. I need it. I need it. Right. And then I got to the office and I remembered I actually love my job. I love the place I work. I love the people I work with. I love looking out my window and seeing the beach. I love it. I love it. I actually do. And I spent I spent half the time talking to my boss about South Park and making jokes. And I remembered how much I actually love, love going to work. I like it. No matter what happens with this podcast, if it blows up or it doesn't blow up or whatever, I don't think... I would ever stop working at my job because I just love it. The people are nice. My boss is nice. I love that I can go out onto the balcony and enjoy the fresh air and sit outside and get some sun. I just, I love it. I love my work and I love the place I I work. When that happens, it, it makes you remember, oh yeah, this is what life was like before COVID. Then you get home and the telenovela takes over all of a sudden and your brain's like, watch the TV, watch the TV now. And you try to walk away and you're like, I'm not going to watch a TV. I'm not going to watch a TV. And the next thing you know, your hand's turning on the fucking TV. You're like, oh shit, how is the TV show running already? Oh fuck. Well, I might as well just sit here and watch just a few minutes. And then the next thing you know, it's fucking hours again. And then you're like, God damn it. I'm on location. I'm supposed to be recording. These motherfuckers are actually in the other room waiting for me. And they're giving me dirty looks because they're like, yeah, bitch, you were supposed to be in here. You should, we're behind schedule because your ass was watching novellas on your fucking iPad while you're out here trying to record. Like, my bad, guys, my bad. So that's what happens when you get stuck on novellas. You know, you forget about how much you enjoy other things. You forget about how much you enjoy normal life, pre-COVID life, and even the current COVID life. I'm loving this shit, man. I gotta say, it's cool to have this podcast experience. It's cool to be like, on location recording you know it's 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 fun and that's what matters you know they say if you love what you do you never work a day in your life i think that's bullshit when you love what you do you work even harder you work every day of your life because you love what you do so working is actually something you want to do so it's cool to be here and to be able to pop off the novella and hop in here and record in a beautiful location so with that i am going to do better about not getting stuck on novellas and actually taking this a bit more serious and people are starting to take me a bit more serious in a comical way not in an actual serious way half of the shit i'm saying is to make you laugh you know so because people are taking me serious I needed to take what I'm doing serious and, you know, actually give it my all. So I'm going to start to try to do that, meaning try to actually pump one out every week and not get stuck in the novella, which is making those guys happy over there because I can see them nodding. That is my promise. That is what I'm going to do. So with that said, thank you for listening. This has been episode number 10. We really appreciate all the support we've been getting on social media, all of the feedback, Thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Gracias a todos que han estado escuchando. Gracias por, por enseñar su apoyo en el social media y por escuchar. Si no fuera por ustedes que están escuchando, yo no estaría aquí hablando. 
Así es que gracias. And I will catch you next week. I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. In a couple weeks, we're going to be doing a podcast from another location, possibly down in Mexico, down at Hotel Las Rocas, which is very exciting. 